Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Noonday sun beams down upon the town of Daggerford, and on this beautiful day, the streets are bustling with activity as its citizens go about their daily routines. We move through the crowded streets and find a citizen whistling a happy tune as he pushes a cart full of cabbages down the cobbled street. And then our vision slowly changes to black and white. And as the cabbage man moves past us, he reveals a figure drenched in red blood. The motionless figure is a naked woman. Her long hair drapes over her face and body. In her hands, she holds intestines that drip with fresh blood. And though we cannot see her eyes, we follow her gaze. We turn and see a shop. Its sign reads, Helmics, Herbs, and Oddments. And in the front window, we see Cullen McGregor with a surprised and fearful expression on his face. And he's staring back at the bloody figure. All right, Esmir, so uh, Jake has just channeled Divinity and he's uh, turned the wraith that was trapped in the, in the idol and it disappeared in the floor. And Cullen has also just disappeared and he's entered the ethereal plane to go uh, look for this wraith. What are you gonna do? I mean, I don't know that there's anything I can do. I can't, I'm looking, I don't even know. He just went to the ethereal plane. I guess we're assuming that it's in the ethereal plane. I was thinking I could, but I don't even know where it is, so I can't really target it with anything. I can't interact with anything on your plane. Um, yeah, so... I, could, I was thinking I'd knock something off a table in the direction I was going, but I couldn't touch it. It would just go through my hand. Right. I mean, at this point, it would just be metagaming if I started, you know, going towards it, because it could be in any direction if it's in the ethereal plane. So I guess there's nothing... I, I don't know, Mark, is there any of my... There's nothing I can do at, from what I can see on my gigantic list of shit to do, that I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stay where I am. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think that I would do that. No. Because what would that do for me if I ran out the door, if the thing's not here? I'm assuming well, it it's going to... it seems gonna... like Esmir wants to uh, protect Jerry, right? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, do you want two point to do anything for your bonus action? No, there's nothing that he can do either. All right, then we go to Jake. Uh, all right, so you've uh, turned the wraith uh, and it disappeared into the floor, but now you guys want to find it so you can kill it, but it could be anywhere. What do you want to do? I have no idea. Um, I think I want to go and look out the window, but you know. I don't want to feel like it's been metagamed, but what would he do at this point? He'd be scared. Well, once uh, you turn something, it moves away from you. Yeah. So but you in can start any, there. Well, it runs any direction when it goes into the ground. 
Yeah, that's true. So I'm the only way that I can't see through walls, so I'm going to run and look out a window, the front window. Okay. So I'm going to run across the store to the two bay windows, and I'm going to jump into the bay window and start looking through the windows. Okay. You look out the front window, and you you see folks busily going about their day. And you, oh, you know what? You see that uh, you see that cabbage guy that you encountered during the cat chase, <laughs> and he's uh, pushing his cabbage cart down the street. Huh? But nothing else. Nope, nothing else. Damn it, me. I think we lost it. <laughs> Can't wait for Cullen to come back. And uh, and as you say that, uh, the scene goes black and white, and we pan slightly over to Cullen, who's standing right next to Jake but in the ethereal plane. Uh, So Cullen, Jake's run up to the window and is uh, looking out just like you are, like, uh, you know, somehow he knew or sensed that there was something happening out in the street. And uh, he, of course, doesn't see anything, uh, but you do. That uh, naked, blood-drenched woman is still out there. Uh, You can't see her eyes, uh, but you feel them fixed on you. What are you gonna do? Okay, fuck. Well, knowing that I won't hit any passerby because they're not in the ethereal plane, I've decided to huck one of my hand axes at it. Okay. It's just in range. Remember, anything past 20 feet will be at disadvantage. Um, You know what? I could move 30 feet, and it's still going to be a disadvantage, but I'm going to get at least closer. Okay. Let's see here. I don't have anything to target, so I just roll. Yep. So then I, um, I, I, I hurl it at her. Okay. Oh, it was almost 20. Oh, almost a natural 20. Oh, oh my God. That was so brutal. Come clink, on. Clink, clink. Um, two, I'm guessing, doesn't hit. Two does not hit. Your axe flies off into the, into the alley behind her. So I'll use my second attack to throw my other axe. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, are you freaking kidding me? Another axe flies off into the inky blackness behind her. Boom. Oh, my goodness. He's never thrown an axe in the ethereal plane. He's all tripping out. Like I should have just run up on it and taken and used my... I couldn't because Dash, you can't use an action. Damn. All right, so you run up to the door and you chuck your axes at this blood-drenched figure standing across the street, and she doesn't even uh, move or flinch as your axes fly past her. It's a frightening image. Yeah, for sure. My aim was thrown off. And then we cut to Esmir uh, standing on the counter looking for something to attack, and Jerry's hiding under the counter, and he's like, Esmir, what's going on out there? I don't know. They, 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 they think she's uh, running away from us. I mean, I think that creepy thing's running away from us, but it's in the ethereal. It's not here. It's invisible somewhere. Whoa. Bro, it's this creepy. So it could be like anywhere. It's in the upside down. So what are you going to do, Esmir? I can scream really loud. Get back here, you disgusting, wraith, stupid... Creepy thing. Why are you running away if you're so tough? <laughs> Ask your cleric friend. That's your cleric friend. <laughs> Ask your cleric friend why I'm running. <laughs> it didn't move between when I first saw it and the beginning of my turn. It didn't take a turn, which means 
it stopped running. So it may not be the wraith I'm looking at. It may be something entirely different. It might not be the wraith. It could be something else. You have to hit it because as soon as it takes any damage, it will break the spell. Well, we're also assuming it's not the wraith. I think it's something else. Yeah. It's some sort of uh, ghost. Presence in this city. Yeah. Well, it might be, but kill it anyway. Even though you can't hear me. I think I'm just going to leave the ethereal plane at this point. Okay. Are you going to do anything, Esmir, or are you just going to wait? I'm just gonna wait. There's, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything I can do. I mean, I did yell that stuff out. You did yell that out, yep. I yelled it out. I was trying to taunt it to come back. All right, Jake. Esmir's on the counter, yelling at something that's not there. <laughs> Stupid wraith thingy. <laughs> and uh, Cullen is still in the ethereal plane. What are you gonna do? Um, shoot. I got a bad feeling about this, man. I'm getting some real Overlook Hotel vibes here. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could do anything either. I might be able to. Like, what's in my inventory that I'm not thinking about? Nothing that I wouldn't have on me, I'm assuming. Balance of Harmony, mm. which I never use. You just use it to impress commoners. Yes, I remember. I can use it to detect evil and good as a ritual. By touching the scales after casting the ritual, you instantly learn any information the spell can normally convey, and then the effect ends. Yes, and for the uh, for the duration, uh, you know if there's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you. Mm. Gotcha. So tell us if it's... So can I pull this out? I'm going to pull out my scale and put some holy water on one pan and... And see? Yeah, I think for you to pull it out, set it up, uh, you know, get your holy water, that'll take your whole turn. And then you can do it, uh, you can cast it on your next turn. Okay. All right, so Jake's setting up his scale. Uh, Is AC going to do anything? No. Okay, then we cut to Cullen in the ethereal plane. What are you going to do, Cullen? All right, so I see that my axe um, tactic has failed horribly. And I am actually kind of afraid to get too close to it, but on a on I just had, on a wild hair thought realized that I could try blowing my horn of silent alarm, and then they would they could hear it and in theory come in the direction that they heard the sound originate from. Mm. Okay, sure, that sounds cool. Uh, so who's going to hear it? I'm going to pick Jake. It's going to basically say to Jake, this direction. <laughs> Whoa! And Jake, like, freaks out a little bit. <laughs> what? What? Who said that? And I pull out my horn of hearing, and I stick it in my ear. Was that Cullen's horn? He drops He drops the vial of holy water. So I'm sitting there, and I'm cross-legged. I'm cross-legged with my little uh, scale in front of me, and I'm trying to put this thing up, and I got my horn of hearing sticking out of my ear. With one hand and going People through are the... People walking past the window and, and they see you sitting there and they're like, what the hell? I'm sitting, <laughs> sitting in the window with my horn of hearing in my ear and a scale in front of me. <laughs> like Jerry's. Nothing but riffraff in that shop. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but crazy stoners. What's that guy weighing out? <laughs> What's the scale for, buddy? And I look up and I see them in the window looking at me and I'm like, come in, come in. <laughs> Do I um, know which direction the 
yelling came from? The horn? The horn? The horn sound came from uh, the door. From the door? Yeah. Ah. Would I recognize it as being something like a signal from Cullen? Well, Cullen's blown that in your ear before, just messing around in camp one day. So you've heard that horn before, and you know you know that it's Cullen's. Ah. Elsmere! I hear Cullen blowing his horn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's what they all say. No, I'm serious. It would came from, from, from I don't believe from, you. From over by the door. You can't even hear. How are you hearing horns? What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And I'm whispering under my breath. See what I got to work with here, people? (laughs) And I'm whispering under my breath. Nobody believes me anymore. (laughs) All right. Anything else, Cullen? You going to move? I was only going to move if I could attack in some way, but I can't. So I'm not. I think 30 feet is close enough for the moment. Okay, so Esmir, uh, nothing's appeared yet, and Jake's sitting in the front window there setting something up and yelling about Cullen's horn. What are you going to do? Um, so what did you hear, Jake? Cullen blowing his horn! Where was it coming from? It was coming from outside of the door! Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to run. I'm going to try and make my way towards the door. Okay. Um, Jerry, you stay down. Yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Isn't he invisible? Yeah. He can hear me, though. I told him to stay down. I don't care. <laughs> He's invisible under the counter. He stayed down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he could be Who swinging from a, a chandelier. Who knows if a magic missile's going to streak by. Fine. All right, so you jump off the counter, and you make your way towards the door, and you can now see that Jake is setting up his magic scale. And I was just going to be, like, swinging my hands out. Are you there, buddy? Are you there? <laughs> what the hell's going on? This, I don't like this stuff. I don't like this ethereal plane baloney. <laughs> You're a magician. So do you want to stop there or keep moving? You mean da- dash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll dash to... How many more can I go? Double? Yep, another 30 feet. I'm just going to go out the door here, and I'm going to look around. Okay, you step out. And you see folks hustling and bustling up and down the street, just going about their daily lives. Anybody see anything creepy out here? Anybody see any creepy thingy that made creepy sounds? Uh, yeah. There's this creepy guy in the window here setting up a scale. <laughs> yeah, that guy? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. So, Cullen, uh, Esmir, she walks right through you and onto the uh, uh, front stoop of the shop, and you watch as the bloody figure's gaze uh, goes from you down to Esmir. And then she like tilts her head, um, you know, like a dog does when they're curious. Mm. And Esmir's like doing the thing like she's blind. She's like, what the hell's going on around here? (laughs) (laughs) Is anybody there? Trying to grab things that aren't there. All right, Jake, you're uh, preparing the ritual when suddenly Esmir runs outside and starts waving her arms around like a crazy person. So tell You're waving him. your arms around like a crazy person, why? To see if he can- I'm, I know he's in the ethereal plane somewhere around me. Oh, gotcha. So you can cast the spell now, but set the scene. What is Jake, uh, what is Jake doing for this ritual? Yeah, so I put it down, right, on the, in the, like the bay window. It's kind of like a little ledge and I sit down with my legs crossed and uh, and I have my scale set up, and then I 
the I sprinkle the pans each one with with some holy water, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I go into my kind of uh, you know what you would imagine a, a Jake meditation thing. I raise my hands in front of my <laughs> face, right? Mm-hmm. Pinch my fingers together, and then I close my eyes and I start saying Agma Agma. <laughs> Right to call Agma's graces to see if he can help me um, detect good or evil. Okay, so as you're doing the ritual, the scales begin to move and they tip towards the evil side. And in your head, uh, you get the sense that this evil is somewhere behind you. Oh, okay. Behind me, which would mean, and I'm facing the windows? Yes. So this thing, Esmir, get back inside! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Quit waving your arms around and get back inside, quick! I knew I should have stayed on the bar. And I and I jump up and I turn around and I'm going to face the inside of the store. Okay. And get in a ready stance. Okay, then we go to AC. Is he gonna stay there by Jerry? Yeah. All right, then we cut back to the ethereal plane and Cullen. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, I didn't know what it would have really accomplished by blowing the horn. Now that I think about it, um, even if they could come near to where I am, they still couldn't see me. But I am thinking now that I was earlier considering just stopping the spell because this chick is freaking me out. And And you remember Esmir saying... We gotta stick together, so you're not gonna go running off because I've already yelled at you enough times to slap you on the back of the head. But he's and at insulin. first I thought petulant. Maybe insulin. I at first thought this is maybe what the wraith looks like in the ethereal plane. Yeah. I just now thought to myself, well, um, I don't know what the wraith looks like in the ethereal plane, or even if it's in the ethereal plane. This could just be something else entirely. So I'm going to end the spell. It could be a good reason to never go back into the ethereal plane. I'm going to obviously look around and make sure I'm not Ever. standing on that somebody isn't walking through me when I do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to dismiss the spell and return to the inside the store. All right. So the rest of you suddenly see Cullen reappear in the shop. Cullen, hey, there you are. <laughs> hey, I heard it. It's around here somewhere. Oh. It's close by. Aye, but you have no idea what my eyes were just glinning. I don't know, but I heard your horn a blast. I thought I'd try and call for aid from the other side, but then I realized there's no way for you to get to me. (laughs) What did you see? It was a sight of great horror. It was a woman drenched in blood, holding her own viscera in her hands. No. Was it the wraith, do you think? I began to wonder and to be freaked out, so I said no. Well, where it was is. it? Where did you see it? Uh, right over there by the f- the farmer's gate. Hmm. Well, that's not where the wraith is, so I'm going to say it's not. How do you know where the wraith is? Now, how did you know? Hey, how did you know it was her guts and not somebody else's guts? I, I, just don't know. Wa- I was just wondering. 
<laughs> the powers that be weren't forthcoming with that type of description. <laughs> I just assumed. I don't think it was her guts. I think it might have been somebody else's guts. I. Nonetheless, oh, could, I don't like be, any of this. Be. Okay, so Esmir, uh, Jake's uh, yelling at you to get back inside the shop, and Colin has just reappeared, and he's talking about some great horror that's outside the shop. What are you going to do? I'm looking over in that direction. Do I see anything? Nothing unusual. Just normal folks going about their day. Okay. So Esmir's going to look in that direction that Colin said, and then she's going to, she's going to crank her little middle finger up <laughs> as she's walking backwards into the store. <laughs> cut, to, cut to some people across the street who are like, "How rude!" <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, <laughs> no, in that direction. I know she can see me, and then, but then she, but then Esmir goes very fast into the store. This is creepy. <laughs> it's giving me flashbacks of Gertrude. It's, Maybe I, don't, I shouldn't have attuned to this stone after all. Why did you even say that? <laughs> and then Esmir's gonna go to this. Can she jump up onto this table? Yeah, you jump onto that table filled with those guys' merch. Nice! And it's filled with those guys' plushies. Yes. <laughs> Esmir's going to pick up one of the Esmir's and she's going to look at it. She's like, I still might burn this one. And she throws it down on the table. <laughs> so Jake, did Jake say that he senses it behind him? Yes. Could I shoot a firebolt through the store without necessarily damage? anything? Uh, no. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's like all wood and... I mean, I've never set anything else on fire when I've shot one out. Well, you will now. <laughs> There's nobody to hit. That's good. Well, so I was thinking if I just shoot it, if I just shoot something, what can I shoot into the air? A glitter bomb. Hmm. Oh, you gotta re-up. Re oh, Jerry's gotta have glitter around here somewhere. Let's start. Last let's start going through the aisles looking for glitter. <laughs> it's in the arts and crafts aisle, uh, aisle six, bin twenty-three. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take an object off the table. I'm going to chuck it diagonally across the room <laughs> to try and just see if it hits anything. <laughs> that Esmeralda doll you were holding. Yeah, I throw the Esmir doll. Okay, which way are you throwing it? Towards, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my movement go across like this. Okay, so the doll flies through the air, and then it just hits the floor. Plink, plink. Okay. <laughs> it was where if something's invisible, it could hit it. So. <laughs> no rays in that direction. I take it. <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, Esmir is uh, throwing dolls across the store. What are you gonna do, Jake? Jake rolls his eyes. <laughs> I did something. You did. You did. I tried. You did. And Jake rolls his eyes again as he packs up his packs up his scale. <laughs> Esmir, don't trash the store. My dad'll kill me. <laughs> Hey, he can't kill you if you're already dead, Jerry, so shush. <laughs> I already told you this. Um, what can I do? So this is what's interesting is 
If he was turned, which he was, he would have been at least 30 feet away from me. Now, uh, what is the range of like, so detect good and evil? Um, well, the range is only 30 feet from you. Okay. And within that range, you can pinpoint exactly where the creature is. So you know that it's not within 30 feet of you. Gotcha, okay. And I'm telling you right. uh, that you sense something in that direction. That way. Which is, you know, not part of the spell, uh, but I'm doing it to, you know, just make it more interesting. Okay. Thank you for doing that, because that that's cool. It adds an extra element to it, which is the apparition I saw was not the same thing. It was something else, and we got to figure out what the fuck that was. We shall soon enough, but I we can't have a roaming wraith, right? No, or, no, or, absolutely not. Oh, there's a back to the store. We can always go back out the back door, right? Mm-hmm. There's a room in the back, yep. Maybe the race just hanging out back there. Smoke it, smoking a cigarette. So I sensed it in this direction. So what I want to do is I want to go back 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 would get me here. Okay, so you're making your way back towards the counter? Back towards the counter. And then I'm going to take, I'm going to go through the whole thing again. I'm going to set up my, well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to lay my um, scale out. Can I use it more than once? Yeah, you can set it up and start the ritual, and then next turn you can cast it. Okay, cool. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run it over. I'm going to put it up on the countertop. Um, <laughs> Stop getting reception over here. Exactly. <laughs> Try a higher place. Exactly. Give me that tinfoil, Jerry. Yeah. Put some on the enemy sword. Tinfoil antennas. <laughs> yep. And so, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That'll be my action. All right, Cullen, uh, everyone's uh, frantically trying to find the wraith that you released from the figurine. What do you do? Um, uh, I assume that um, Jake has informed me that, yeah, he did. He said earlier, it's coming from that way. Yes. And so I look in that direction, and is there a door to the back in that direction? Yeah, it's a beaded curtain. Okay, well, I'm going to go that way. Is it straight across from me? Straight across, yep. All right, so I dash there, and that is basically 60 feet away. So I dash to the door, or to the curtain. I push back the beads. Ching, ching, ching. A cloud of smoke wafts out. <laughs> what? The smoke. The smoke wafts out. There's black light posters. <laughs> So you look past the beaded curtain and you see a storeroom. Uh, you see crates and barrels and uh, you see a, like a work table where Jerry's been silk screening those guys' t-shirts. And uh, you see some, uh, you see some uh, boxes of Thankful Stiff's merch. Yeah. I like Jerry, but he's pushing it. <laughs> he's pushing it, selling our selling our logos. I know. Where's my cut, Jerry? I need me cut. I need okay. me cut. So uh, in the room, true heroes. You guys are just true heroes. Hey. <laughs> Giving it to charity, you know. It's going to the children, Ogma's children, you know. And where's the door that is the way out? Is there one? Yes, in the in the back northwest corner, there's a door. Right on. It's round seven, so three more rounds before this this um, turn undead thing wears off. One minute. Right. 
I think. Ten rounds. I want it to end at this point. <laughs> Show your face! All right, Esmir. So Jake's back at the counter and Cullen's peering into the back room. What are you going to do? I'm going to go back uh, towards the front counter where Jerry is. Okay. Um, I might try and head over to another area of the store. Okay. Then we go to Jake, playing with the scales. <laughs> okay. I'm weighing out the... Um, I'm doing pouring some holy water into the pans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I climb up onto like a... Is, are there any stools or anything? Maybe not. I'm going to hop up onto the counter. Okay. Scooch, scooch stuff out of the way, hop up on the counter, and I'm going to sit cross-legged and raise my arms up at my sides, spine my face, and pinch my fingertips. Oh, Agma, Agma, Agma. And the holy water in the trays begins to ripple, and then the scales tip again towards the evil side. And just like before, you can't, you know, pinpoint anything, uh, but you sense the evil coming from the direction of Cullen. Cullen! Look out, it's coming near you! Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly this horrible stench, this fecal stench (laughs) comes through the room. (laughs) Cullen! Your only pair of skivvies! Hey! You gotta pick some up when we're shopping. I would, but this happened. Maybe you can find self-cleaning skivvies like, uh, like, um, Elric's, uh, breastplate. Oh, skivvies of gleaming. Skivvies of gleaming. <laughs> yes, skivvies of gleaming. Oh, he'd just stop for a second. He'd be like, hold on, guys, wait. Okay, we're good. <laughs> hey, hey, this is not funny for me. I, I, I get to decide if I'm frightened enough that I shit myself, bro. That's true. It's in the handbook. Maybe that fatal stink true. was coming from your behind. Whoa. You, you saw that he scale tip to the right. <laughs> yeah. He's, you never know. He's smelt it, dealt it. You never He's know. smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> All right, Cullen. Uh, Jake just yelled out a warning. Don't <laughs> shit yourself. <laughs> don't shit yourself, but it's right by you. I don't see anything. <laughs> um, shit, what do I do? Well, I'm going to go towards the back door. That was my original plan anyway. Okay. So before I depart for the door, I'm going to say, um, I'm going for the back door. If you want to join me in this fight instead of playing with your scales over there, <laughs> then come on with me. Uh-oh. I like my scales. I open the door and look outside. Do I see any wraith standing in the alley like some kind of crazy... So you open the door and you look out onto the, you know, the back alley of the shop and you see Dameron there, that bard uh, from the Sticky Pickle. Uh. And he's um, he's talking to a young woman, and he's like, uh, yeah, 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 I manage the Thankful Stiffs. I pretty much run the shows, you know? So, so yeah, I could totally get you and your friends some backstage passes. Dameron, you bastard! I've seen any race around here. Seen what? Raids! What? I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> you know, rays, they look like ghosts. 
dude, are you high? There's no ghosts out here, man. Just be in this bed. Now beat it. <laughs> beat it. Beat it. I'm skeezing the cuties. I'm skeezing the cuties, man. <laughs> man. Dude, I don't see anything other than uh, Dameron chatting up the cutie. Nope. The alley is uh, empty and quiet. Oh, man. All right, Esmir. You're making your way through the shop, scanning the aisles, but all is quiet. What do you do? Um, so Jake yelled out that it's coming from over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and go the other way. It's, this is getting a little Keystone Copsy too. <laughs> I'm gonna go over here. All right, so you make your way back towards the counter and Jake who's tinkering with his scales. What are you doing, Jake? All right, I'm gonna pick up my um, my scales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so can I can I try to like move it so I don't spill out the holy water? Can it be used more than once? I have two flasks. Yeah, you only need a dribble, a little in each pan. Okay, cool. So I got enough. You got enough, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go. Um, so I'm on top of this thing, by the way, right? Yeah, you're on top of the counter. Okay, so I jump down from the countertop behind the counter, and then I run out to the side and toward the back of the room, 30 feet. Okay. And I want to put my scales down on the floor. <laughs> I want to sit down. And he's just like, he's like fast, he's like fast walking with it. So I'm, just, it's going yeah, clink, 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 I'm clink, moving clink. around the store, detecting where the rain is. <laughs> Over here. And then I move over there, and then I set it up. Agma, Agma. And then it's over here. And I pick it up, and I move over <laughs> to a new spot. It's a PK meter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we uh, cut to Cullen in the back room, peering out the back door. Well, I don't see anything, so I'm just going to uh, take the dodge action so that something strike out at me suddenly from nowhere and wait. All right, then we cut back uh, out to Esmir. I'm going to go to the back room. Okay. What's going on back here? Do you see anything? There's nothing back here. This is stupid. It's making it was, me mad. It was coming from that direction. All right, so you make your way through the beads and into the back room, and other than Cullen, you don't see anything. No wraith. Hey, creepy wraith guy. What are you doing? Then we cut back out to Jake, setting up his evil detecting scale. All right. So, um, so I'm, again, I'm going into my ritual uh, sitting position, and I'm chanting Agma, and I'm in search of the evil presence, hopefully coming from the back room All right. of the store. So you uh, begin the ritual, and the scales tip pretty quickly to the evil side. And just like before, you can't uh, pinpoint exactly, ah. but you now sense the evil presence coming from the direction of AC and Jerry. Oh. God damn oh, it. No. Over by AC. Esmia, this way! <laughs> 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 and I stand up and I pick up my scales and I run back over to where I was. <laughs> Colin, Esmia, it's over here somewhere. It's Maloney. And now I'm really scared because I might be standing on top of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you uh, you make your way back to the counter with your scale, uh, carefully moving so you don't spill too much holy water. <laughs> and when you place the scale down, 
A black, smoky hand reaches up from the floorboards Ooh. and swipes at your leg. Colin! <laughs> <laughs> and it hits with a 25. Oh, oh no. Oh, that's a lot of dice. And it does 20 necrotic oh, damage. Oh, my God. Okay. Are we sure about fighting this thing? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jake, you look down as you feel the life drain out of you, and you see the wraith with its glowing red eyes looking up at you as its wispy form sinks back down into the floor. Oh, and then we cut to Cullen in the back room as he hears Jake yell out. What do you do, Cullen? Okay, so I run to the door and I take the dash action to here. That's 30 feet. And then let's see another. I can make it to behind Jake and 20 more feet. So I dash to behind Jake. Come here, Jake. If only to give it another target. (laughs) (laughs) He better keep another spell handy. You know, the undead variety. <laughs> Esmir, Jake just yelled something out. Sounds like he's being attacked. And Cullen has ran full speed out of the back room. Hit the bead curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the Wraith is back. What are you going to do? I'm going to run back in. 25. And I'm going to jump onto the corner of this table. Okay. Because he's on the gr- he's coming through the floor, so I want to be able to see him. Okay. You going to do anything else? Um, I'm going to activate my... Mage armor! Shazam! Okay. And do you want two point to do anything with your bonus action? Um, yeah, he's gonna... He's gonna jump up onto the bar, onto the table, and then he's gonna jump up behind it, and he's gonna get between Invisible Jerry and Jake. Okay. All right, so Jake, you're, uh... Turn undead has expired, and the wraith has returned with a vengeance and attacked you. What are you going to do? So can I see it? No, it sank back down into the floor. So it came up and got me, and then left? Yes. Oh, boy. It's horror show whack-a-mole. That's not good. No. (laughs) Because that's not good. We're going to die. All right. um, And he did 20 points of damage, huh? Yes, 20 points of necrotic damage. All right. So let's see. Hold on one second. Uh, Cool. I got all of my spell slots. I am going to cure wounds at level three, which is 3d8 plus four onto me. Ah. 10 points. 3d8 plus 4. A 4 and 2 ones. The dice are cold tonight. <sighs> okay. Okay. You gonna do anything else? No. You could move. I'm going to move. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh, get. Go. There's no way that sorry, I. Sorry, I had to metagame that. Like, <laughs> no, but I mean, you're right. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I should because yeah, there's no way I would have okay. been standing in the same spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was gonna yell out, "Get the higher ground!" So he has to come out, you know. So damn uh, thing is probably underground the whole time too. It probably went thirty feet straight down. Um, I can see Jake just running by Cullen, running out from behind the counter. 
<laughs> like, ah, get me out of here! <laughs> I'm you with parkour, you, buddy. You parkour over the counter around me. So I'm going to go 25 feet back where I came from when I had the scales out. Now I'm like splashing holy water all over the place <laughs> out of the pans. I'm like clutching these pans at my chest. All right, is uh, AC gonna do anything? Um, no. All right, then you all hear the ghostly shriek as the wraith rises up from the floor behind Cullen. Oh boy. Uh-oh. I had a dodge action prepared. No, you dashed last turn. Oh, fuck it, I couldn't. Oopsie. So, Cullen, you're watching Jake try not to spill his holy water, (laughs) when suddenly the air around you gets bone-chilling cold as the wraith swipes at you with its ghostly claw. And rolls a natural one. Oh, soul-burning. Woof. Thank you, bad luck. <laughs> so, uh, at the last second, uh, you ducked out of the way, and it's uh, you know surprises the wraith, and it's so shocked uh, that it forgets to sink back into the floor, leaving itself out in the open. Rut row. Oh. It's your turn, Cullen. It's hovering right there behind you. What are you gonna do? Okay, I don't know if corporeal weapons will have an effect, but it occurred to me that I have a, a flask of holy water from the shrine of Filand Lodge. Okay, you're gonna splash it with some holy water? I'm, I'm gonna see if I can uh, give him a little bit of, you know, holy radiant damage. Okay, cool. Yeah. 22 hits. hits. 22 hits. And the water is these two sixes. A one and a six, seven points of radiant damage as the Holy water splashes onto the wraith and it lets out a painful shriek. Okay, so that did work. Okay. That stinks. All right, Esmir, the wraith has reappeared and it's right behind Cullen. Okay. What are you going to do? Esmir's going to jump back one square just to get a better line on him. And then I think she's going to shoot magic missiles at him at third level. Ooh, okay. Because that because he might he might dissipate back out, so she just wants to hit him. Hit him while you can, yeah. So if I do it at third level, I'm just gonna do the blood drop five times, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pew! What? Three points. Pew! Five points. Five points. Pew! Two points. Two points. Another two. Two points. Damn it. Pew! Come on. There we go. Five points. Nice. 17 points. Magic missiles are tried and true, people. Yeah. Far out. So it's taking all that damage, which is great. That 17 points. Works. Yeah, it was great. All right. Nice. A, a barrage of magic missiles slam into the wraith, knocking uh, wisps of uh, black smoke off of it with each hit, and it did not like that. Are you going to move, Esmir? I'm going to stay there and... How about Giant Badge? Two point. Two point. Two point. Two point. Can he take an action? Yeah. He's going to... He can move and take an action? Yeah, and he's got multi-attack. The Badger makes two attacks, one with his bite and one with his claws. Whoa. All right, two point's going to attack him. Twelve misses. Twelve misses. Damn it. And then claws. 
Come on, claws. Ooh. 16 hits. 19 hits. And then... So 2d4 plus 1. Nice. 4. 4 points of damage, but it only takes 2. Partially resisted. Partially resisted, okay. But he's going to give Colin advantage. Yep, so two point attacks the wraith, uh, but its claws just mostly pass through its misty ethereal form. Baloney. And then we cut to Jake <laughs> running around with his scales clutched to his chest. What are you going to do, Jake? I'm going <clears> to <throat> put my scale down. <laughs> I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. He succeeds. He succeeds. Too good for your toll the dead. So I'm going to stay put. Oh, I'm going to cast my spiritual weapon at his head. Oh, and I missed. Oh, I hit. Hits. Oh, it hits. 15. Wow. That's, a, that's Eight just plus what seven. you need. Nice. And I take my little blood drop and just do 1d8. Bambo. Oh, not bad. 10 points of damage. Oh, nice. Here you go, cleric. Spiritual weapon, my level two. The user spiritual weapon works pretty good for the cleric. The the book of Agma has always worked well. When nothing else hits, that thing seems <laughs> you to. You better hope it would. You spent yeah. all that time praying. <laughs> damn, damn book better work. All right, is AC gonna do anything? AC. AC's gonna go fly across the table and over. So he's on the other side of the book. So the wraith is now surrounded by one owl, one said badger, one book, and one Cullen McGregor. <laughs> and we're all behind, and they're all behind the counter at the one shop. Angry McGregor. It's and Jerry's still there. underneath the counter. Shh. Invisible. Don't, shaking. Don't, Jace. No, he's not. He's not down there. Jerry who? Nothing to see. Literally. <laughs> Jerry who? <laughs> All right. Uh, the Wraith, who is now surrounded, uh, lets out an angry wail and lashes out at Cullen. Oh, no. Natural 20. Oh, oh my God. Baba Yaga. That's 8d8. Oh my god. 47 necrotic damage. Oh my god. Oh my god. Unbelievable. And then it sinks back into the floor. No! You bastard. We gotta run. Jerry, come with us. We gotta run. (laughs) (laughs) Since when do we run? I'm scared! (laughs) All right, Colin, uh, you just took a critical hit from this wraith's bone-chilling touch, Mm. draining your life force, and filling you with necrotic energy. Mm. What are you gonna do? I got uh, 11 hit points left. Yes. Um, I think... The first thing I need to do is pop a little second wind. And the second thing I should have done at the time would be to try to absorb some of that pain with a parry or a repost, whichever one. Yeah, it's a repost. But I didn't think about that at the time, so it's too late to repost now. Okay, repost something that already happened. Yeah, so I'm going to second windage. Jeez. And then I'm going to jump up onto the counter next to Asilius. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ooh. 
And I, because I use my second wind as a bonus action, still have my primary action, which is going to be to dodge if anything comes at me. Okay. Esmir, uh, Cullen has just uh, taken a massive hit, and he's joined you up on the counter here, dodging and weaving. What are you going to do? Can I, can I ready my magic missiles? You sure can. And when it comes out, mm-hmm. program it to program it. Set to stun. Set phasers to stun. <laughs> Get set to kill. Foe. Um, that's what I'm. That because that's an action, right? Readying them. Yep. Okay, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get my level three magic missiles aimed at that square. And if that he comes at my badge badge, he's gonna be in big trouble. Things aren't gonna go well for him. Okay. And then I could, as I could as a bonus action, do healing word on Colin. Ooh, you have a bardic ability of healing word. Yeah, he can do one D4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. Which must be a lot. No, she's split level, so. Uh, Yeah, so it's one D4 plus one, and you can just take that and drop it on him. Okay. Four points. Four points. So four points. Something. That is. Almost half healed. (laughs) You got 26? Uh, 24. All right, Jake, everyone's up on the counter. Esmir just healed Cullen a bit there, but uh, he's still looking pretty pale. All right. I'm going to see that Cullen's hurt, and I'm going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, or 20 over to where Cullen is, but I'm going to be on the outside of the... (laughs) But still on the floor. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm on the floor, but I'm on the other side of where... I'm I'm alongside of Cullen, and I'm going to... I'm going to reach up, because he's on top of the the, uh, counter. (laughs) On my knee. (laughs) And I'm going to say, Agma heal this boy. Whoa. 17 points of healing. Oh, man. So that was a good deed. 42. And so that was 20. How many feet would it be to climb up on on top of this counter? Five five feet. Five feet? All right, cool. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go right there. (laughs) We're all standing on the furniture. You guys are all on the counter. (laughs) Standing like it's a mouse. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's like the floor is lava. Don't touch the floor. But I want to look down to see if he's like, you know, to see if it comes out. But man, I used up my action, so I can't ready an action. No. Anyway, <sighs> this thing sucks. I do appreciate you healing me, though, at risk to yourself. All right. Is AC going to do anything? AC, get it! <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm cowering on top of AC. <laughs> Your owls are good at hunting vermin, right? And AC's like, who? (laughs) (laughs) So AC's gonna, right after Jake said that, AC's gonna fly over by Esmir. Okay. Because he didn't really appreciate that. (laughs) Fly away from the old guy that's telling you to take one for the team. I'm not part of your team. I'm as Team Esmir. (laughs) <laughs> I'm on one team. All right, so Jake, you run over to the counter and heal Cullen, and then you quickly jump up on the counter, 
and you're uh, you're looking down at the floor, uh, the cameras, your POV, like in the horror <laughs> movies, when suddenly black smoke and red eyes burst up from the floor, and a wispy arm reaches out to attack you. Oh, All right, so I get to shoot my magic missiles at it. Yep. I got signal. Target lock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Hold on, before you do anything there, buddy, you're gonna eat some magic missiles for lunch. How about five of them? Shoo, 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 shoo. Ooh, five. Shoo, 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 shoo. Four. Shoo, 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 shoo. Two. Shoo, 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 shoo. Two. Shoo, 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 shoo. Two. Heavy. That was all right. Nice. That's awesome. You put it into heavy. That's awesome. Five hits. Heavy. You can't complain about that. 15 points. Right on. So the magic missile slam into the wraith, knocking off uh, chunks of its ghostly form, but it continues to rise up out of the floor and attack Jake. And it hits with a 26. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, boy. Doing 19 points of damage. Oh. Putting me into heavy. Mm. Mm, not good. Then it dissipates back down into the floor. Ah! Man, no. All right, Cullen, the Wraith's taken another uh, beating from Esmir's magic missiles, but not before it drained more life out of Jake and disappeared back into the floor. What are you going to do? I'm going to, this time, I'm going to prepare my action so that I'm going to do it as Esmeralda did. As soon as he appears, if he attacks me or Jake, because he's right next to me, or even Badge Badge, because he could show up in the square in front of Badge Badge. Mm-hmm. At any rate, if he comes within my reach, then I'm automatically going to start swinging with my axe, which I'm going to now use in two-handed mode because I, my sword is not magical. But it is silvered. It's silvered, but I thought that was only against, like, werewolves. But also on the undead? I guess I can believe that. You could believe that, or you could roll an intelligence check. Oh, let's try that. Let's try that. Let's just quick do intelligence does he remember from his schooling? Silvered blades. Ooh, 19, 18, he sure does. Negative minus one. one. My intelligence is that bad? Jeez Louise. He's got a minus one. 18, though. <laughs> I, I did say at the very beginning, he's not particularly bright, but that's... And he he also strong. second, he second strong. guessed himself. I know well, that. Like, well, maybe I don't. He certainly, <laughs> knows, he certainly knows this. 18 yes. is pretty good. Silver will work. Good, 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 good. That's right. Okay, so my action will be to do my normal two two-handed wielding and then ex and then my second attack. Okay. As soon as I see it within my reach. Alright, Esmir, Cullen's getting ready for the Wraith to pop back up. What are you gonna do? Esmir's going to I'm gonna move five, ten, fifteen, twenty. 2530. I'm going to run straight across, right across all the stop stuff on the shop table here. <laughs> Shit's falling off. To the ching, other ching, side, ching, kind of putting ching, myself ching. A, a little bit further away from everything. Yep. Um, and I'm going to ready my magic missiles at third level again. Wow. Okay. How many third level slots you got left? I got one more. One more. Okay. And I'm planning on taking my day off tomorrow. <laughs> it was our day off, guys. 
Hey, light shopping. That's all it's gonna be. So Esmir's like, that's cool. I'll use all my third level slots on this jerk. I'm taking a. I'm sleeping in Jerry, tomorrow. You got any extra skivvies? Uh, you got any skivvies in here, brats with like a little skull and crossbones on them? Oh, he's going to get the thing. Thanks for Stiff's one. Please survive this wraith. They need some extra skivvies. All right, Jake, Cullen, and Esmir are uh, preparing to play Whack a Wraith. What are you going to do? <laughs> all right, so I don't <laughs> We're feel. still all on the cabinetry. Yes, yeah, so he was up on the counter, and now he doesn't feel safe here because this thing's been hanging out here for um, in this area. So he's going to run again. He's going to jump down. <laughs> he's going to jump down off of the counter, and he's going to run uh, 15 feet. Uh, tw- I'll go 20 feet over to the center of the room. Okay. And... Um, so I'm going to ready a cantrip then, and I'm going to ready Toll the Dead. Okay. For when he pops out, as soon as I see him. Okay. All right, then we go to the top of the round, and AC, is he going to do anything? AC's going to come by Esmir again. Okay, so Jake, you jumped off the counter onto the floor, and you start running away trying to escape the wraith. But just like in every horror movie, there's that one person who tries to make a break for it. You guys up on the counter, watch Jake running, and then coming up behind him like a like a shark fin rising up out of the water comes the wraith. Oh no! And it bursts up right behind him. Everyone with prepared actions can take their shots. Well, he's not in my range, so I'm going to cast my Toll the Dead and hope I don't die. (laughs) (laughs) And he fails it. It fails the save. So, 2d8 necrotic resisted. Yep, resisted all of it. Yep, resisted all of it. So, that's that. Yeah, and and as it took the necrotic damage, uh, you seem to notice that the wraith uh, got a bit taller from it. He liked it. Not good. Yeah. This isn't good! <laughs> nope. Jake, don't don't turn on the guy. Whatever. Yes, I made sexy. a mistake! <laughs> it's okay, it's man. It's always worked in the past. <laughs> I had I had my my Toll the Dead in the pocket where I keep my sacred flame. <laughs> okay, buddy, you wanna resist these? <laughs> shoo 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 shoo. Three. Shoo 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 Four. Four. Nice. Shoo 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 so once again, a barrage of magic missiles slam into the wraith. Wisps of it uh, fly off from each strike, but its momentum towards Jake isn't stopped, and it attacks Jake. Oh Bugger. no, he's trying miss, to go after miss. Jake. I jump. And it hits with a 24. Uh, doing 48 plus 3 necrotic. Oh no! 20 points of damage, and Jake goes down. Oh no! Wow. 
Bam. And Jake, as your head hits the floor, the last thing you see is the Wraith's red eyes sink beneath the floorboards. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so Jake's turn undead has finally worn off, and the Wraith is back with a vengeance. Now, at first, uh, when Jake cast that, and the Wraith failed at saving throw, I was like, what the hell are we going to do for 10 rounds? Uh, but it ended up it ended up being a lot of fun. And, it, you know, it added a lot of uh, spooky tension as they, you know, searched the store. And, you know, Jake running around with his scales trying to detect the wraith. Uh, that was pretty cool. And the other thing that surprised me and that I was unprepared for was Cullen going into the ethereal plane. Because why would you go into the ethereal plane to fight a wraith? <laughs> But I sometimes forget that, you know, as a GM, I know a lot more about the monsters than the players because, you know, I'm studying their stat blocks when I'm putting together the encounters. But I did have an idea about an encounter uh, in the ethereal plane a while back. And I put it on a sticky note and stuck it to my monitor. Yes, I'm one of those guys. I got sticky notes all around my monitor. And the note said, bloody lady in ethereal plane. And that was it. And when he went into the ethereal plane, I just threw her in there. I wasn't planning on it. It was just kind of like a knee-jerk reaction because, you know, we had 10 rounds to kill. So I just said, what the hell? You see a blood-drenched woman. Now, you know, I do have, you know, more ideas about it in my head that I'm not going to go into now because I know the players listen to the podcast. But I guess my point is that what I assume in my head is going to be just a simple fight in Jerry's store ends up going in several directions that weren't even on my radar. And it happens a lot, right? Not just in this game, but in other games that I run. I may think I've given the players every motivation to go right, and instead they go left. And I'm not complaining by any means, because you know what? it always ends up being better than what I planned in my head. That's the beauty of cooperative storytelling. And I hope you guys are enjoying our uh, crazy form of storytelling here. And if you'd like more, check out our Patreon page and consider uh, joining and getting access to all the stuff that I cut out. You can also support us with tips in the show description. You can get some cool Roll Radio merch from RollRadio.com. And you can also support us by going to fanrolldice.com and buying some sweet dice and dice accessories. Just use the code ROLLRADIO, one word, all caps, to get 10% off your purchase. Any support is greatly appreciated because I'm running out of sticky notes. All right, the, the game we're playing is Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module by Wizards of the Coast. The Roll Radio theme is by Andrew Capone at andrewcapone-composer.com, and all the in-game music and sound effects are from sirenscape.com. Except for the Jaws theme, uh, when Jake uh, ran away from the safety of the group, uh, that's by the legendary film composer John Williams. All right, thanks again for listening, and tune in next time to see if the party can finally get that day off that Esmir's been yelling about. Until then... Here's some more of Cullen singing. 
And Eric better pick a bard for the next character he plays. Killing wraiths, dancing on tabletops, cones of invisible force energy, punching some holes in this evil wraith. <laughs> 